Weird Al Yankovic, Kevin McCarthy, Michael Richards, David Bowe, Victoria Jackson, and Fran Drescher star in this inspired comedy about an offbeat guy who turns a deadbeat TV station into a raging success. Broadcasting Weird Al's unique brand of humor, UHF is a place you'll want to visit with increasing frequency. George Newman is a daydreamer whose hyperactive imagination keeps him from holding a steady job until his hire uncles him to manage Channel 62, a station that's losing money and viewers fast. But when George replaces the station's reruns with bizarre programs like Wheel of Fish and Raoul's Wild Kingdom, where poodles fly from the third-story windows, ratings begin to soar. Can George find the money he needs to stay on the air? Stay tuned. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are you B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Welcome to the month of October, where we will once again this year be doing Cult Classic Month. This week we're talking about the 1989 cult classic UHF. You heard what the back of the box has to say, now let's hear what we have to say. Let's dive right into this with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. All right. Let's start with the top three. Um, for number three, this movie never takes itself seriously. It's really pretty much what I would expect from a movie starring Weird Al. For number two, there were plenty of funny skits in this movie. Um, a lot of memorable lines and just scenes that were really bizarre yet funny. Number one, Weird Al is just so likable. If you don't like Weird Al, then you're just worse than Hitler. What do you have, Corey? For me, number three is the actual original programming that happens on U62. From shows like Wheel of Fish, like it said on the back, to Town Talk with George Newman, where they've got Jason Voorhees fighting a Girl Scout, fighting a KKK Klan member, fighting a Nazi... You know, to Bowling for Burgers with Bob, his Rambo special, and Stanley Spadowski's Clubhouse. There's not a show on U62 that I wouldn't want to watch if it were on actual TV. Number two, to me, this is the best performance I've ever seen Michael Richards give. I think it's funnier than Kramer. It's a little more unique than some of the other stuff I've seen. I just really enjoy it. It might be the nostalgia and the childhood and wanting to be part of Stanley Spadowski's clubhouse, but I really do love Stanley Spadowski and Michael Richards' portrayal in this movie. And in this, he wasn't yelling racial slurs, so there's a plus. Number one, you know, I talked about the original programming, but above all of them is the one Conan the Librarian. I just I always got a kick out of it. And in high school, I did work in the library at the high school, and I got to really relate to Conan and his frustration of people not knowing where books should be, and that anger when someone returns something late and acts like it's not a big deal. So, to me, the best part of this movie was Conan, the librarian. How about the bottom three? Number three, there was a plot in this movie, but I really didn't care about it. At all. It was kind of boring and it just kind of slowed down the pace of the um, entire thing, which going from sketch to sketch, which were a lot funnier, more interesting than the over encompassing plot of they own a TV show and he's having um, problems in his relationship and I guess there's some bad guy or whatever. 
Number two, I don't think this movie aged particularly well. I wish I had seen it 20 years ago. There have just been so many parody movies and just plain goofy sketches in popular culture that it's just not as unique as it once was. There are definitely some references that I, I didn't get immediately, and I wasn't all that impressed when I figured them out either. Number one... The skits that were funny were really funny. The ones that weren't were just kind of kind of painful to endure. They were either really forced or just plain dumb. What do you got, Corey? For me, number three, in the middle of this movie, they set a music video, which is, I guess, a dream sequence for George. And it's Weird Al's music video for the song The Beverly Hillbillies. And I guess it fits because it's a song about a TV show, and he's working at a TV station. But at the same time, in a movie where context has nothing to do with anything else, this scene is out of context. It's actually so in line with what's happening that it doesn't make sense for it to be in this movie. It's about TV. He's working at the TV station, so he's dreaming about his job and all this stuff. But... In a movie where nothing makes sense, this does, and I don't think it belongs here. It was a very weird Al kind of scene, though. I mean, making a song parody out of some kind of um, pop culture thing. I thought it worked pretty well. Number two was a tie between the character of Terry and then the actress Fran Drescher's voice. They are not the same person, not the same character. But Terry is really annoying, and so is Fran Drescher's voice. And really, this movie could do without either of them being here, and it would be the same movie. They really don't have much of a bearing on it at all. They kind of have to do with the wraparound plot, but that's nonsensical and neither here nor there. Number one, R.J. Fletcher. The old curmudgeon who is in charge of Channel 8. He is like the worst human being I think I've ever come across in a movie. I mean, he doesn't kill people or eat people or, you know, do anything dastardly. He's just like the biggest jerk in the world. Are you complaining that the antagonist is a jerk? I I think so. It's sort of what an antagonist is. They antagonize. Well, you heard the top and bottom three. How about we get ourselves into a little bit of a quote war? Quote war. I'm going to start us off. You are a selfish, thoughtless, insensitive creep. What can I say? I'm a miserable, worthless hunk of slime. Shut up, you little weasel. Here, I want you to take this crowbar and just bash my head right in. A Twinkie Wiener sandwich, your favorite. Lesbian hookers abducted by UFOs and forced into weight loss programs. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? I'm going to club a baby seal. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. You can tell us who you think won this episode's edition of Quote Wars right here on SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook at B-Movie, space B-R-O-S, that's B-Movie Bros. Or tweet us at B-Movie Bros. Tell us your favorite quote from UHF or what your favorite part or least favorite part of the movie is. I think it's about time to give our final take on the movie. Remember, we're going to give our score on the shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Paul? 
I give this movie a 4 out of 10. I gave it a 1 out of 10. Why, Paul? UHF is pretty much Weird Al in movie form. It's clever, silly, charming, and never takes itself seriously. Fortunately, it also has the negative features of a Weird Al parody. At, so, at times, the jokes seem really forced and just rely on random references to something in pop culture or just doing random shit that may or may not be funny. On top of that, the over-encumbishing plot was kind of lame and really slow-paced. It made this 97-minute movie seem like it was three hours. I like Weird Al a lot. I've been listening to his songs since I was a kid. I, I'll defend Weird Al at any, po- at any point in time. I also know that a lot of this comedy style wasn't very common in 1989, but it just seems like a bad episode of Family Guy. Well, an episode of Family Guy is more accurate. Plus, the movie Airplane came out in 1980, which uh, is still hilarious despite having the same silly comedy style and parroting pop culture. Overall, UHF is a fun movie, but... It just hasn't aged well, and at this point, I think most of its appeal comes down to nostalgia. I think UHF is a wonderfully crafted parody of everything that is the 1980s. It has some great dialogue and such strange happenings that I honestly can't help but find myself enthralled every time I watch it. Now, I guess I do have to give some of that credit to the fact that I've been watching this movie since I was probably six or seven years old, and I've seen it more than a dozen times. So there is a big nostalgia factor for me. But I do have to say that I believe it deserves a one out of ten. Yeah, I think that's the main point in this. Like, society seems really obsessed with nostalgia, but lots of times it seems like when you look back on things, they're just not quite as good. Like, I remember a lot of this kind of comedy back in the 80s, and it just seems like it's been so overdone that looking back at the original, it's just hard to appreciate for what it was. It kind of reminds me of, like, people who hate um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld really brought in a lot of the... um, basically a show about nothing like the that kind of comedy but people hate it because they've seen it a million times in other forms so i don't know it's not really the fault of the movie i guess but like i said airplane still rocks so well enough about this movie we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of stuff that we do so we like to compare every one of our b movies to an a movie give it an a movie companion movie of a higher class and higher caliber For me, I gave UHF from 1989 the A-Movie Companion of Scary Movie from the year 2000. I picked Anchorman from 2004. I say Scary Movie is the perfect A-Movie Companion because both UHF and Scary Movie run on the appeal of being a parody of other movies and content of the day and era. Also, both UHF and Scary Movie run off of the fact that they have a great big name right at the front. UHF, headlined by Weird Al Yankovic, and Scary Movie, headlined by the Waynes Brothers. And that's why Scary Movie is an A-movie version of UHF. I picked Anchorman because both movies are comedies that rely heavily on one-liners and individual scenes of the movie rather than the overall Both movies use exaggerated characters in really mundane sets to really get a lot of the the comedy out of, like, 
overly exaggerating mundane things. Both movies star comedy actors known for random, wacky, and high-energy physical comedy. Um, UHF had Weird Al, and Anchorman had Will Ferrell. And number four, whether you like, love, or hate either movie depends entirely on if you like that specific kind of comedy and really the time period you're watching it. it UHF, if you enjoy parodies of pop culture, you'll love the movie, at least um, if you don't mind them being dated and kind of forced sometimes. And Anchorman, if you like one-liners and exaggerated characters, you'll like that one. So there you have it, A-Movie Companions, Scary Movie, and Anchorman. Now it's time for everyone's favorite thing. Let's find out how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. I'll give you some drinking games for the movie, and so will Paul. Anytime there's a movie or TV parody, take a drink. Whenever Cooney says, Stupid! Take a drink. Whenever a music video starts, finish your drink. And anytime R.J. Fletcher is a jerk, take a drink. Then, of course, since it's Cult Classic Month, anytime you can find a link between this movie and any other Cult Classic movie we've done, this year or last, take a drink. Every time the movie breaks from reality, take a drink. Every time Stanley talks about his mop, take a drink. Every time George talks about just needing to show his creativity and getting a chance, take a, take a drink. And every time a new television show premieres on U62, take a drink. Those are your ways to drink away this flick. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. If you would like to join us next week, we'll be talking about the 1966 cult classic, Manos, The Hands of Fate. Anything else you'd like to question or comment on us about, you can leave here on SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook at BMovie Bros. Tweet us at BMovie Bros or Paul directly at BMovie Paul. You can visit our website, BMovieBros.com. And for anything in the Pittsburgh area, you can check out our friends over at RiversEdgePGH.com. Until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back next week.